and welcome to another episode of Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. This is episode 42. We're here at Soundproof Studios in New York City. My man, Heidel Martinez, with me. What's going on, man? How you doing? How's it going, Arnaldo? Yeah, man. We episode 42. We are here on, on another episode, two episodes in one week. We promised it. We're delivering it. Um, we don't know how this is going to be. If you haven't heard episode 31, please go back and do so. We'll wait. But while we're here, Heidel, how's your day? It's a pretty good rainy day today. Rainy day. It is, man. It's not even raining cats and dogs. It's just like, it's what, what other it's pouring What other there. analogy can we use besides cats and dogs? Cow and chicken. Wow. Yeah. Throwing it back out there, huh? Throwing it way back. <laughs> so, but enough of our rambling. Um, talk to me, man. Uh, we're at uh, the studio where there was some construction, huh? Yeah, I came in and... Uh, my partner Geraldi was here, and we were just uh, we're building a booth right now. So we're just going back and forth uh, with construction. We're almost done. Uh, that's literally the last step here to finish Soundproof Studios in New York City. <laughs> I feel I feel like this is going to be under construction for a long time. That should even be like a saying for you guys. Soundproof Studios be. under construction. It should be. Yeah. You know, but hey, man, it's looking good from what I see. Uh, Thank you, man. Geraldi's hard at work, even though he still owes me some money. So owes us some <laughs> money. Um, but other than that, man, uh, we're coming. We're coming from work. I'm coming from work right now. Uh, and we really what what we're doing here. We're doing a little experiment. Uh, contact us at under the cardboard box at gmail dot com. We want to know if a Thursday episode would be better for you. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, Heidel can work his magic and get it out by tomorrow. Yeah, let's see. I'll get it out by tomorrow. The audio <laughs> shouldn't be the problem. Well, it, it was a big setup for you to get all your stuff back. But episode, you did great on episode 41, man. Thank you, man. I, I tried. You know, I tried. It, it's just um, when I get home and stuff, I, I just kind of like decompress. But also, I have to think about that I'm not by myself anymore. You know, I have to... If, if I get home and I immediately go to my computer uh, to like work on something like it, it'll be a problem, you know, so I'll I definitely have to go home and be better at and this is husband 101 for you guys out there um, be better at, you know, just if I come home and, you know, I had a long day at work and stuff, your wife wants to spend time with you. So I just kind of sit down on the couch and just talk about our days and you know we just go back and forth so and then i can go to use the computer and do work because she knows that if i'm on the computer i'm doing work she sees she already knows the pro tools uh what pro tools looks like on (laughs) on the computer so when she sees that you know like i remember i did a few times she goes really so you're just gonna come home and do that and it's like no that's when you're like close the laptop yep so is she tired of hearing us like when you're editing? Um, well, I have headphones on usually. So, but you then just only fuck her without it. I, I do, but only when it, the episode is done, I put it on my Bluetooth speaker. Like when I'm showering, when I'm doing dishes, when I'm like doing stuff around the house, I always put it on. And she doesn't get tired, surprisingly. Oh, which is good. Good, good, good. Does she support us on Patreon? She does not. Well, what is she waiting for? So, well, I support us on Patreon. So, <laughs> so do I. It just, it's going out of It's the same wallets. pocket. Huh? It's the same pocket. Yes. So we're like, it's all in there. Yeah. So, oh, well. You're right. You mean you and her. Yeah, same me, her and got I. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. So, got an exciting show today. We actually got some news. Um, so, Metal Gear Concert is on. Uh, Ocelot with the new update in the FOB. And Nuclear Warheads owned. Uh, we're also going to talk about some merchandise. So, Heidel, ready for a show? Let's start the show. The CB News. We get all our news from MetalGearInformer.com. You can also get it there if you log in. Pretty cool, guys. Uh, So Metal Gear in concert uh, just happened July 30th in Osaka on August 2nd in Tokyo. During these concerts, a live orchestra conducted by Nicholas Buck and with vocals by Donna Burke performs music from various Metal Gear games. Below are some pictures of these Japanese events. So here we have some pictures of behind the scenes. You can see here that it has a big old screen. So uh, the Titan Tron, which I like to call, um, is kind of projected in uh, the theater while the in the uh, instruments and the musicians are uh, 
kind of like on the stage on the platform there. Uh, so it seems here like they showed clips from all different kind of Metal Gear games and possibly like whatever song they're singing. Uh, here you see a picture, the infamous picture of uh, Snake uh, turning off his radio on uh, the beginning of uh, Metal Gear, the virtuous mission. So um, here you can see uh, Big Boss and Snake. Um, they're uh, the boss. See. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the boss and Big Boss um, about to fight in the field. So and here you could see Solid Snake versus Liquid uh, Ocelot, Ocelot mm -hmm. who are fighting. Uh, does it seem? Yes, they're on top of the Metal Gear here, I think. Arsenal. Arsenal gear, yeah. Arsenal gear. All right. What else? Uh, here you can see Donna Burke singing her life away in a green dress. Looks awesome. Um, it, it seems like a lot of fun. There was some stuff sold too. Uh, looks like some dog tags or probably this could be, you know what? This could be like the pamphlet that you get like in the beginning, you know, of the show. Possibly. Kind of it could be that. So uh, in other news re relating to this, merchandise revealed for Metal Gear in concert. Metal Gear in concert is about to start, which are, it already happened. But here we see uh, some, uh, it seems like it says Metal Gear in concert for symphony orchestra. So it looks like they had like some um, sheet music for, for them. Because I see here in the back, you can see electric acoustic guitars. You can see drum kit. You can see the synth. So that's probably for the uh, musicians. I wonder if we can get our hands on that stuff. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, some dog tags, some shirts, uh, which is cool. It just it has like this camouflage look to it. There's a black one and a green one. And it says Metal Gear in big, bold letters. And then uh, it says in concert, like the way that the game says uh, has like a, a tactical espionage action. It, it has like that kind of font and stuff. So Metal Gear Big. In concert, small. Um, some Japanese tags here. It's 1,500 yen. Uh, not sure what that translates to. Don't even know what that is in American dollars. So, uh, yeah. And there it is. Metal Gear in concert. What about you, Arnaldo? Well, uh, so we've got an update. Don't know if it's a new update since we're a little late with this. But Konami has released it uh, on the... On the week of uh, August 1st, or rather yesterday, this update will allow you to use Ocelot as a playable character in the FOB mode, giving you some advantages in firefights, such as ability to reload faster and ricochet bullets. Some new costumes will be added, new grades for, for the wormhole generator will be available, and minor uh, issues will be fixed. Uh, note, this update will only be available for Xbox One, PS4, and PC not on ps3 and xbox 360 sorry last gen yeah it looks like they're taking that away now <laughs> well they've they've got to like i guess they've got to like make some gap between the new gen yeah. and the old gen i guess they kind of and i mean this was uh news from the from the get that you know in the new gen there are more customizable things that you can do uh that they didn't allow you to do in the old gen yeah so I guess this is kind of like one of those things. Uh, and next on the news is actually the number of owned nuclear warheads in MGS uh, July 28th update. So here we go. As you know, red indicates that it went down uh, and green indicates that it went up. Now, this is the beauty of it that Metal Gear Informer just did. I see in parentheses how much they actually went up by. Looks like they heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Thanks, Metal Gear Informer. So, PlayStation 4 went down by 1. They're at 1824. PlayStation 3 went down by 14. They're at 861. Xbox One went up by 12. They're at 157. Xbox 360 up by 5. They're on 335. And Steam went up by 23. Not a surprise. They're at 9,000. And 31. Guys, let's get these nukes out of here, man. Let's work together so that we can see this video. Although, <laughs> probably half the people just that YouTube tried this. it. I've already seen it. It's it's just at this point, man. Or at least to 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 know, like, hey, look, we did it. It would it would be a great if cool. it was a grand achievement. Like if we just knew that, like, wow, everyone banded together and got rid of every single nuke. That's right. Remember, Metal Gear now is all about being a unit. Just like we say to you guys, you are UCBP and we're UCBP. 
and the boss said to uh, Venom Snake, you know, I'm Big Boss and you are too. Like, like, man, let's be a unit about this. Yeah. Let's get rid of it, man. Stop, stop, stop trolling us with more nuclear warheads. Uh, last piece of news, Metal Gear Survive will be playable at Gamescom. Konami, if you want to send us there, we're more than welcome. So uh, Metal Gear Survive will be playable at Gamescom 2017. Konami has confirmed uh, Gamescom will take place August 22nd uh, to the 26th. Guess I can't go. Uh, Konami Digital Entertainment B.V. has announced that its highlights for this year, Gamescom with PES 2018 and Metal Gear Survive. The publisher presents two eagerly awaited highlights in this in the sport of action genre uh, genre uh, genre. Sorry, located in Hall 6.1-8011. Don't know how you know, how good of information, so I'm just going to skip that. Yeah. Metal Gear Survive is a spinoff of metal of the Metal Gear series. They really spun this one, though. Yeah, huge spin. <laughs> that takes you. place in an alternate universe. The game really alternate. Re- <laughs> re-owned gameplay elements of stealth and action while introducing new mechanics of exploration and survival, including a new co-op mode that support up to four players. Visitors at Gamescom will be able to experience the thrilling co-op mode. Metal Gear Survive will be released early 2018 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC Stream. Again, Konami, you can always send my man Heidel because I'll be I'll be away on the 26th. <laughs> I uh, think I would I will be too. You will? Yeah, I think so. Good. I'll, I'll check the date. Okay. All right. Well, if anything. Contact us. Uh, we're at UCB Podcast <laughs> or under the Cardboard Box Podcast. We're also on Facebook if you try to look for us there. And please um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. We are uh, we've we've lost some members on our Twitter for some reason. We're at three hundred and thirty eight currently. Uh, we've got one hundred and eighteen subscribers on our YouTube. Uh, we're low on GMP, so uh, please consider uh, supporting us on Patreon, guys. If you want to catch. All the news that we get to, if you want to read it before we do, please visit MetalGearInformer.com. Again, that's MetalGearInformer.com. The Codec Conversation. The Codec Conversation. Uh, so, last episode, we received a message from one of our listeners uh, via Facebook, uh, privately. It was from Daniel Patch. You remember that guy? What are you doing? I do. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the camera more. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, we've uh, been- yeah, Dan, Dan, uh, Danny, <laughs> Daniel Birch or Peach, Peach, Patchy, Patchy, something. Man, listen, we we love you. As Thank a you, man, listener. Thank you so much. So he asked a question about you know, kind of summing up the Metal Gear lore, like what it brings. Now, please feel free to message us at under the cardboard box at gmail dot com um, or on Facebook. We're always there, UCB at UCB Podcast. That's our Twitter handle, um, and we'll we'll try to reply. We'll try to reply. If we don't reply there, we'll reply on the show. So stay tuned. So the lore of Metal Gear. So we we've got thirty years on it now. Thirty years of tactical espionage action, uh, pretty much summed up with all these games, um, <laughs> some remakes. But they still sell. They still, they still hold value, and and people aren't getting tired of of Metal Gear. At least, not that I've heard of any. Yeah, I was looking at uh, MetalGearInformer.com, and I want to get this one right because uh, you said that it still sells. You know, so they just put they put up an article, and right right when you get to MetalGearInformer.com, it, it, they have. Uh, Metal Gear turns dirty. So I'm going to read a little bit of the article uh, just to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about here. So um, this article was published July 13th, 2017. So they said, today marks a milestone for Metal Gear. Exactly 30 years ago on July 13th, 1987, the first game in the series was released in Japan for MSX2, home computer, simply titled Metal Gear. This was the start of what could, what would become one of the most treasured and influential video games franchises with decades worth of sequels, prequels, and spinoffs, like you mentioned. To celebrate the occasion, here are some trivia and accomplishments. So, we're mentioning, you were mentioning that it 
sold, it still sells to this day. So more than 51.3 million Metal Gear games have been sold. Metal Gear games are available on a wide range of different systems, including arcades, Game Boy Color, and mobile phones. We spoke a little bit about that uh, last week. This week. Uh, in 2015, Metal Gear Solid 1998 was voted best game of all time by PlayStation fans. Over the years, lots of different types of merchandise have been produced, including action figures, soundtracks, art books, but also jewelry, alarm clocks, and lunchboxes. There have been several adapt- adaptations to Metal Gear stories into different media like audiobooks, novels, and digital graphic novels. Metal Gear games have received many different awards over the years, including a DICE Award, Golden Joystick, Famatsu Award, and PlayStation Award. So those are just a little bit of the accomplishments and little uh, trivia that Metal Gear has accomplished. Metal Gear turning 30 means that, one, it's outlived almost, almost, not almost, but many, uh, major titles that have come out in the last decade right um games that have come out way back in the day are not even relevant uh today the reason why for me i go back to metal gear and the lore of it is you've heard me say this before but the story the story captivated me in a way where i didn't think video games can can do and you've heard me say this before of course but Middle Gear is like a movie that that just keeps on giving, right? It's it has a unique story if you get it. I I, I found it funny that Middle Gear needed an encyclopedia uh, when it came out for the PlayStation Three. Remember that? Yeah, uh, I still have it. I still have it. So yeah, it's and it's great. It's it's so good because it's so rich. Um, I wish they would update it. You know, like for maybe for PlayStation Four to right, add right. like there's, everything. There's no venom. There's no venom actually being the uh, doppelganger in there. Right, or big yeah. Boss, yeah. And stuff like that. And maybe that. put like um like something where you could put like spin-offs, you know, like Metal Gear, uh, how you were talking about Metal Gear Acid last week, uh this week. Uh and uh, like the different clonings of him and stuff, you know, the ones that are non-canon, right? But reasons I go back to it is is one it's fun to play, but also you know as a kid it made me think. It actually really made me think about how can I get through this? You know, video games are supposed to be like a fun medium, like to just kind of decompress and like not think because you're thinking all day at work. Right. Uh, essentially, if you do work. So <laughs> but Metal Support Gear, Patreon. <laughs> yes, uh, Metal Gear actually made us as a, for me as a kid. and I'm pretty sure for you, like made you think like, OK, how the heck am I going to escape this jail cell? You know, I remember playing Metal Gear Solid and like using the ketchup or using like whatever it is, you know, that you had to use, like there's different ways to get out of there. You know, there, there could be, I think two ways, right. Uh, or three, I can remember three ways, three ways to get out of there. Right. Uh, And obviously in part three, there's a few ways to get out. Right. They kind of added to that. Like, this is kind of fun. Let's do that again. So man, it's just so, so many different ways. And also like the different endings in part one, uh, where, whether like one decision, whether you, you didn't um uh you succumb to the to the torture or you did you know or you didn't right you like you, you resisted you resisted right and like it, it changed the outcome of the of the story at the end like different things like that um also the connections like Drebin and like I'm, I'm sorry Sigint being uh, uh the Darper chief and like yeah. uh the, the many different connections that everyone has like with Olga and and like her daughter and all these things like that you would have never thought obviously here's the thing about it though let me let me give you a tidbit Hideo Kojima didn't think of that when he made the game very doubtful that he had it from 1987 this is all going to happen, and yeah. this is how it's going to break down. I honestly think he grew into it, right? Of he, he was a very amateur game maker, obviously, because he was just starting out. And I think he found his niche. I think that he's heavily influenced by movies and, like, thrillers. And you could just see the stuff that he likes. You know, he posts all the time on Twitter. Um, and he's the type of guy that he likes movies where you think. 
you know, Space Odyssey, you know, these are movies that are like his favorite movie where he likes to think and uh, just so many things happening where different connections and stuff. So you can see the influences in that. So I definitely play it for for things like that. The lore of it is deep and rich. There's a lot of thin lines where it's like, uh, maybe this has loose strings in it. You know, there's a there's many little loose strings in it, but anybody can make an argument for it, right? It's like, well, oh, this no, is Hideo, for this. Hideo Kojima corrects that. Right, yeah. In any, no matter what. Like right. You, <laughs> Big Boss being alive like twice, like, oh, look. Oh, that was a doppelganger of Big right. Boss. Yeah, like, yeah. Because that was a loose end. That right. was a loose end, you know? Right, right. Which would have, like, at the time made no sense, you know? But then it's but like... we were just like, whatever. Yeah, you, like, you hear it now and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. see. So that's how Big Boss survived. Exactly. It's true. You know, kind it's of true. It's true. Big Boss, uh, uh, Konami, uh, Konami, Kojima doesn't let, like, anything, like... I have to cover this up somehow. <laughs> somehow, some way. That's no, that's <laughs> he so is true. the he is the father and the daughter of this person and this person, and then it just it just twists it's around intertwines. And it, it it became that vamp knew about it or something like that. Something you know. So uh, I've noticed that uh, Kojima's very about nostalgia and connections and Easter eggs and stuff like that. And connect um, lots of Easter eggs. Yes, yes, yes. You know when. You've got to understand that in a time where Metal Gear came out, you remember how you spoke about the first Metal Gear and you said you were bored with it. Yeah. It didn't continue the same electricity that the other games did. Um, back in that time, games were side view and runner base and action yeah, base. Yeah, platformers. Right. You know, think about Super Mario. It's like you're running through the stage, jumping on things. Never a dull moment. You never have a dull moment with Mario. It's not much thinking. It's really just snap decisions. Am I yeah. going this way? Only I, so, going I think way, only some right? Mario games had like puzzles in them. Well, yeah, you know? no, that's how it became after a while, right? But really, it's just quick thinking, get to it, rescue the princess for the 8,000th time, you know, or, uh, you know, we've got Contra. We've got all these games that were like active shooters. Like, you have to keep moving. You have to keep doing it. Even Duck Hunt keeps you on your toes and stuff like that. But then, You've got Metal Gear, which is a, you can take your time. Yeah. Figure it out. You don't have to fight. You don't have to get caught all the time. Try to sneak in. When really people at the time were so used to, oh, I'm going to face some action. You know, like Galica, the people are coming towards you. The ships and the monsters, they're coming to you. This time you're sneaking in as this agent which didn't really exist all that much. And I believe that that from that stems, as the article says, so many other games and so many of that's where I believe that that Metal Gear started this sneaky, sneaking genre of games. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, and it's like because it was so different then these other games came out. Like if you notice, um, a lot of, if you would realize a lot of the games when you would even try to sneak around and it wasn't like a sneaking game, they would know, the enemy knows you're there as soon as like you step into the room. Like they can be turned around yeah. and they know you're there automatically, you know what I mean? But Metal Gear was just like, you're in this base, people are walking around, guarding it and stuff like that. And so it, it continued that way. And it also, you know, brought up, brought in that crawling system. Like you can crawl under ducks and hide and... You know, enemies won't know that you're there. Uh, and if you get caught, you can hide. You don't have to fight. And then sometimes you have to fight. So it really, for a child, it would be like, this is boring. Yeah. But for some, for I would say, and you've said this in, in time before, Metal Gear was really a um, ahead of its time. Like, it was. I feel like, and I've said this too, Metal Gear is like fine wine. It gets better at it as it ages. You appreciate it more as it ages. You know, you might not get it at the time if you're at a younger age or whatever to appreciate it. It's like learning a lesson. Yeah, you know? I think we spoke about that with Metal Gear Solid 2, how not many fans appreciated that game. They hated Raiden for what he is. And so when you think back, I mean, don't get me wrong. Me personally, I would have still preferred to play as Solid Snake, you know, because really Solid Snake is who you grew up with. Like that's who you're that's who you're playing as. 
um getting to know right in that sense it's like it was a bit annoying at first but then when you play it and you play it and you play it and and you really like you know what this is actually pretty good storytelling you know this is really good character development you know like oh i see what snake was trying to do there you know like when you saw pliskin you're like that's snake that's not yeah. pliskin. What's, like what's you, going on you know yeah. this. but also there was that type of confusion as well because remember this is the first time we've ever seen him like rent a, a rendered face of snake right. you know it's like a rendered. i remember uh, uh reading an article as to people being confused as to pliskin like it did it, all those years back in Metal Gear 1, did he have blonde hair? That the, Were the graphics so bad that Snake had blonde hair and stuff? You know, and it's like, no, there's no way because this and this. But um, it's the first time we see Snake in a rendered face. Like he has a nose, uh, eyes, you know, you could tell he, he has green eyes. He doesn't talk eyes. like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, he doesn't. Right. Well, like blue, that. Eyes. blue eyes. Blue eyes. Sorry. Yeah, that's Big Boss. Uh, you, you could tell he has blue eyes, you know, and everything. And it's like. Big Boss also had blue. No. Yes. I don't like those blue eyes of his. How do you say green? When Vogan was going to torture him. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, Solid Snake did look like he, in, in part two, I can say that Solid Snake looked like he had green eyes. But if you play part four, he has blue eyes. Yeah. So Which has better graphics. Yes. So whatever they were looking for there. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just the, the lore of Metal Gear is really just you're in the shoes of this spy that has a complicated story and it's like i'm looking at twin snakes right now and how awesome it was to play that in these graphics with these <laughs> for lack of a better term better ai with the soldiers yeah you know to be able to kind of mess with these soldiers in that way sneak around the soldiers in that way the higher the difficulty the harder it was to kind of like you know take them out and stuff really making you think and then on top of that, it's like a story where it's just like taking you for a ride. It's not yeah. so plain Gonna and simple. Gonna take for a good ride. Yes. Thank you, Heidel. That album is coming soon. But we're rambling. So we can't do that anymore. <laughs> nope. Nope. This is for you, Jen Snake. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, the, in terms of the lore, man, and, and, and it's like, and it, it, it's, it gets better every time. Like, I don't think there's a Metal Gear game where I was like, I played part one and it's like part two is like they really, really went down. Maybe I'll like part one better than part two in terms of story. But in terms of what it's trying to bring, Hideo Kojima always built it up. And it's like, even when it was part three and it was like, it was before the time it like, even that made sense. You would think like, oh, well, because we didn't know it was Big Boss at first or yeah, we didn't know, know. Naked Snake yeah. and stuff. So it's like, I remember thinking Snake is younger in this one. This is when Snake first started. Remember when we had that conversation? Well, I remember, yeah, a long time ago. And so it was like, why is then he, that article came out? Yeah. Why is his CQC better than whatever he does now? Although I, I have to call you on this, Kojima. The explanation you gave for Snake CQC in part four versus the other ones was not good. Do you remember what the... I remember too much. No. Okay, so the reason he never used CQC was in respect for Big Boss. And now... Yeah, that makes no sense. It. Like, I was just like, come on. Like, you, you could do a little better than that. You could have done a little better. It's been 10 years. Maybe you decided to study it a little more or whatever, you know, but we'll, we'll let it go. We're going to let it slide. But I, let, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, Kojima, which you probably aren't, but if you are, support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you you see what I'm saying? Like, and so you got hooked on Snake's story. You get hooked to him. Like it's a tragic what 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 I feel like um Kojima adds is real character development to Snake. And it's like you grow attached to him, even though he is this guy. Like you realize he's a real person. And he has a lot of hurt. You know, I remember in part one when he when Mara would talk to him and, and she would be like, is there anyone in your life? And his response was, I've never been interested in other people's lives. You know, it just gets complicated, you know, or Big Boss's story when Eva asked him, you know, she like, it was like, do you love the boss? And he was like, no, nothing like that. It's like, do you hate her? 
doesn't have to be one or the other, love or hate. Like he's a comp, he's complicated. He's complicated, yeah. And so it's like, it's that kind of character that draws us back to it. It's like, I want to understand you, Snake, please. You know, talk to me, you know, kind of a thing. You know, like at the end of part one, he got with Meryl. Then by part four, by part two, you realize they're not together anymore. So it's like something must happen. Some, in between something's that. happening yeah. here. You we know? should get like, like the Sims version of what happened in, <laughs> in, during that time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, she explains it in part four. She, you know, he, he's like, you just left the unit like you just left. And and that just shows to, to Snake's like loner side. And also shows that whatever was holding them together was the unit you know right, whatever right. That's, wh- whatever it was and she wanted well i mean for her it was more for Meryl was more but i think that's that'll be content for another episode yeah. but really if we can just sum- love really bloom on the battlefield man if we make it through this i'll tell you <laughs> nice that's good man that's thanks, good man thanks man that's uh, good but it, the lore of metal gear is simply it stood out above the rest yeah you know like i've played splinter cell um good games too really really good games which i believe splinter cell has evolved greatly uh in terms of its gameplay but that's here neither yeah. here or there no of course and i, I think they they've adapted to something more because yes they were trying to be like metal gear or a competition to metal gear but they beca- became something it different. became its own newer, entity it yeah. became its own like in the newer generations right i played blacklist I, i'm thinking of playing blacklist again just because it was that awesome yeah you know but i think it all stems from metal gear you know of course i mean certain parts of assassin's creed i mean come on you know even even gear. when they had that that collab the the, the collaboration um, you were able to do freaking uh, in in Peace Walker. You were able to do um leaps of faith into leap of faith, haystack, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and grab soldiers and beat them up in the haystack. That's so hilarious, yeah. And then in part four, what did they have? They had an Assassin's Creed attire, yeah, for Snake, did. Snake being the ultimate assassin, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was kind of a a punch towards Assassin's Creed. You know, it's like, hey, look. This is the ultimate assassin right here. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you want to look just at friendly that, competition, I'm, I'm sure. But of course, they had needed to get that permission to kind of. I don't like, think play. not for that. What, I don't to think the so. Suit? Because to it wasn't exactly. No, the it was. Oh, exactly yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. An it was like Altair, Yeah, inch for inch. <laughs> but I, I was talking about the beginning of it. You know how he had like kind of like the drape over oh, well, the beginning that, of the game because he was like covered up. Like yeah, he was, yeah. Like, he was part of the militia. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure Ubisoft and, and Konami were. And cahoots when when they did all oh, that. They, and it was, yeah, for the altar costume, yes. I think course. it was just in in recognition of like we think you're a really good game, but yeah, you know uh, what was it that they did in part three? They had um, I mean Metal Gear Solid, uh, one. I mean Metal Gear Online one. Sorry, uh, they had the girls in there. What were they from? Rising uh, Sun the, or something? The the wrestling game. That, yeah, that, some know, but that was also game. from Konami. Yeah, that, yeah. That game was. I, also- I just can't remember that game. I can't remember it. Uh, Blue Rose. I was gonna say Guns and Roses, but that's not it. That's either. a band. I know that's a that, that's a band, bro. It's a good band, good band. Yeah, but we're we're, we're rambling, man. We're yeah, rambling. we yeah, have yeah, to yeah. ramble. Come on, come, come on, on, guys, get it together. Anyway, if you pick up this game, know that you're in for a massive story that you will want to see till the end. Now, of course, it might not be for everyone. If your thing is a constant action, if you're not about sneaking around and or, or just Whatever the case may be, if you're not much of a story guy, then yeah, I could see how you play can, part five. There you go. But I can see how you can find this this game kind of boring. But if you are into story and and depth and character development and you know just really having a good time, because the thing is that what I love about Metal Gear is that I think another bit of the lore is that it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, that's there very are good. so yeah. many things in that game. That you're like, straight silly. come on. Straight silly. Like, that would never happen in real life. Like, in Twin Snakes, like, if, um, if they, like, if they do, like, a quote, the, the question mark or the quotation mark or anything like that, and if you, you shoot, shoot it, it, they'll be like, they'll or like have a brain fart. Or riding a missile, as Snake did. <laughs> Tapping the missile and then doing and a just, flip. That's so, insane. So, yeah, do not come into this game with realistic expectations at all 
But I think that's really what people enjoyed is that the game wasn't afraid to make fun of itself. It yeah. wasn't afraid yeah. to be uh, funny. It wasn't afraid to be unrealistic, which is more of the Splinter Cell kind of a thing. Splinter Cell thrived in trying to be more realistic. Yeah. There's even a realistic setting. Yeah, there is. Yeah. For yeah. the difficulty, you know, where in in Metal Gear, yeah, there's the the boss extreme, which is the hardest difficulty. Um where the the enemies are a little more sensitive to sight and to to sound and stuff like that, but still you you're you're having a you know you're having a good time, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, guys, the lore that's the lore of Metal Gear. The lore of Metal Gear is simply it doesn't pretend to be what it's not. It just it is its own thing, um, and it draws you in with its characters. Yeah, you know. Uh, you said in the in episodes prior when you saw Big Boss again at the end of part four, like that brought a tear to your eye because and, and I was watching it recently, the ending again. I was watching it uh, in Japanese, the Japanese um, dubbing. And I was like, I can see how this is emotional. This is like, yeah, heart wrenching, um, especially coming from playing part three. I think Hideo Kojima did it so perfectly that right after we played part three like this comes out you know uh and it's 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 like because you were kind of wondering you know you see big boss as obviously these are spoilers but you see big boss burn and you know you're just like oh man like damn we just played as him and he's dead and like like this is you big know boss this, is, right this is big boss like he looks like he doesn't have a limb and he's just like right and so seeing him at the ending like when it said uh, uh, Big Boss uh, uh, in the credits and it's like, wait, Big Boss wasn't in this game. Like he didn't have a voice. Yeah, in this I saw game. him die. Yeah. And so it's like, wait, what? And then you see this scene. Um, it's just it, it just speaks to the amount of emotion that it was and the perf- the perfect uh, combination of snake and big boss and father and son and the complicated relationship they had over the years. Right. Uh, you know, I think it, it, it kind of skewed a little bit. Part five kind of skewed that emotion a little more just cause I didn't really like the direction it was going in, obviously. And obviously Hideo Kojima didn't think he was going to make part five, but I didn't really necessarily like it. And I think I've said this in previous episodes that I first I thought, you know, Big Boss, my favorite character and everything. And I think I ended up with saying that Solid Snake is my favorite character for X amount of reasons. But the lore behind it is that a game, a game you would have never thought like a game would make you emotional, like a movie or a TV show can do, you know, but it does, you know, and and going back to part four has a lot part four. If you didn't know, it's it's a fan service to to Metal Gear Solid fans. I say Part Four is the only game you probably cannot play if you haven't really played Metal Gear. Because play and understand. Play and play and really understand. Take. Right? It's fun, of course. It's fun, but you won't understand it. You, you know, won't be emotionally attached to it. And I will know that because I was playing with my friend Brian at the time, like I said, and, you know, he wasn't as emotionally invested in it when we went back to uh, Shadow Moses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, back all of that. What a what a phenomenal scene to bring and that back. Music and everything. Everything was just perfect, you know. And so, like, going back to, to that, you know, the base where you start, you get off the elevator and you're right there and then you hear the music. It's like, Wow. You know, like I'm back and the here. Flashbacks are coming, and and only a real Metal Gear fan would would know this. Yeah, my friend Brian was confused. He was like, "Oh, he was like, why is, is cool. he saying? Yeah, why is he yeah. saying this? Or the dream when he would have the dream or before the they dream. got there? Yep, it's like, yep, that dream again. You yeah, know? yeah. So it, when you got to play that part with all the pixels and everything like that, uh, so Metal Gear is a game that continues to deliver to fans. If you're gonna pick up this game, get ready for a ride because Metal Gear is just the gift that keeps on giving. And I think you have said this, but you want to play part four again. And so do I. Um, yeah. Because it, it just brought back a lot of memories. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and we'll talk about it at the end. But uh, yeah, it's 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 great. Just uh, seeing 
you know, um, we're obviously playing part four now and we'll speak about it at the end. So stay at the end of the show uh, so you can hear about it. But just seeing that menu screen and, you know, when you get into Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, you see him in that scene. That's the scene that uh, we're talking about. The graveyard, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Brian actually had a great point because um, that game ended that time. And I just remembered this. And he said, wait, what happened to that scene in the beginning? Like, does it does not, not happen? Was that from a different game? And I'm like, well, actually, I don't know. You know, and the credits were just rolling. And then, boom, that happened. So, what a masterful way to do it. And I think, yeah, we, we all say Hideo Kojima is a mastermind and everything and stuff. Just know there was a lot of people helping him with this game. You know, he wasn't the only one. But sure yes, he came up with ideas with them, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And But, yes, Hideo Kojima was the forefront of the storytelling and everything. And I think it just proves that um, why this game has so many, like, fans and spinoffs and attractions. Like, if you ask any game developer right now if they've ever got inspired by a game or any medium, they will say Metal Gear Solid. Why? Because it's introduced them to a lot of things that they probably didn't think they can get, you know? And honestly uh, speaking, and not not just because I'm a fan or anything like that, but I play a lot of games. I play a lot of games, but not as not much can captivate me as Metal Gear did. You know, unfortunately, 5 didn't as much, uh, but... Man, just the stories and thinking of all the times that I've played Metal Gear back in the day and just thinking about, wow, man, like I've played this part. So like part three, I've played I've played so many times. I can't even remember how many times I've played part three and I still enjoy it. Like I still go through it and it's like, I know there's a guard there. I know I'm going to shoot him in the head and keep going. And like, it's just fun. You know, it's just fun. It just it just has great replayability replayability first of all i think any any of the games any metal gear game uh, that came out has excellent replayability uh, all the solids have uh, excellent ones i think you could just go in and just play it again get new things and stuff so um it just speaks on the value that it has and the excitement that fans have for it like even to this day 30 years later uh what people are going through i mean man the the eBay like um, uh, community and the 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 com- um, the buyer community for Metal Gear like it's high up there. You know they have a list on on eBay where you can see like the highest games in that sell for like the most or sell like for the highest price are always like Super Mario and old you know old games and stuff. And then there's this tennis games that sells a lot and stuff. But then there's Metal Gear in that conversation. Why? Because People just want to collect this game. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Very good points. Uh, so please send us an email at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. And you guys let us know what is it that captivated you about Metal Gear? Um, please uh, follow us at UCB podcast uh, and let us know if you're fans of Metal Gear there. We'd love to have you. Um, thank you for joining us in this episode. Uh, just know that we have, I don't know if you noticed it with episode 41, but we've decided just to put up the Coda conversation um, since you can only uh, sustain a, a, just a little bit of us. Um, we won't bother you with the other stuff, but uh, yeah, man, good, 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 good point title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Arnold said, email us at under the cardboard box at gmail.com so we could read your experience with Metal Gear and the last 30 years. Tell us your memories and uh, your interactions with Metal Gear. And now, the trivia. Who's that? So you guys can submit your ideas for trivia or any other ideas for this time. Um, Heidel? Yeah. You ready, man? I'm ready. All right, so here we go. You really are a bastard. Eva uh, talking to uh, sheesh, talking to uh, Volgan. Um, man, when <laughs> when uh, he beats either Snake up. Or the Colonel. The Colonel. What's his name? Not the Colonel. The guy, the Space Rocket Man. Space in the suit. You, the Fury? No, no. Uh, oh, man. 
that you that Gresnov? Uh, I think that's his name. No, no, Gresnov. I'm sorry. That's Call of Duty. Gerluka? No. No, Ger- not Gerlukovich. It's with a G though. Yeah, yeah. So the G. Um anyway, him, either one of them in Russia. <laughs> well, at least you said the location. <laughs> but no, it's it's not that. Uh what is it? It's actually Metal Gear Solid 1. And Meryl actually says that to Snake during their uh, codex right. conversation. You bastard. Yeah, I remember. You, no, she says, you really are a bastard. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, that is our trivia. Let us let us know how we're doing. Um, and send in your trivia questions. <laughs> yeah. Heido, we are at the end of our show. That's it. With very minimal rambling. Many, many, uh, what, what 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 am I saying? Rambling, many, little, very, very minimal. That's what I'm saying. Wow, my brain is all over the place. It's late. It's yeah, late. It is, it's pretty late. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's right. Jesnik. <laughs> um. So if you didn't know, Metal Gear Online is a phenomenon that we loved back in the day. We still love. We still love. Yeah. That's- um. When it was up back in the day, we loved it. You know, we miss it even more now. Oh, you mean the old? Yeah, the old ones. Metal Gear Online 1, Metal Gear Online 2. And we've been playing Metal Gear Online 3 for qu- quite some time now. Yes, right? we are on Twitch. Yeah, we're on twitch.tv slash under the cardboard box. All one word. So recently, uh, we logged in to savemgo.com. And in there, we saw that there is an exploit to play MGO2 online on your PlayStation 3. So you're not hearing me wrong, folks, if you're hearing this, um, because that's the only way you could you could probably get this because you can't see us now. So, <laughs> nope. um, so if you're hearing me, go to savemgo.com and you will know everything about this beautiful, beautiful exploit. Uh, Arnaldo and I have been playing MGO2 now for about a few days now. A few days. I've been playing it for a week. Arnaldo has been playing it for a few days now. Um, and it's it's amazing. I I think that I think that I I I'm so happy. Let me just tell you that. I'm very happy because like man, I get to play in City Under Siege again which is one of my favorite maps in video game history. Dude, how do you feel about you this? You don't stop talking about City Under Siege. I don't, I don't. Never. Um, I, <laughs> I have to say, the, the complexity of, of, of MGO2 Online was just to revisit that. To revisit that and look at how MGO3 is now is kind of crazy how simple they've made it now. Yeah. And how how useful the box is in MGO2. The box is your best friend in MGO2. Yes it is. It has literally saved me from so many headshots. It's not even funny. And you even walk faster in it. You do. That's even way possible. faster. So, I mean, I remember when I was setting this up and you were you kind of gave me the flash drive to do it in, but I had no idea how to create a username. So the uh, yeah. entire time I was trying to remember my old username to see if it worked. Dang, what a waste of time. And I'm like, <laughs> I try to contact you and you're freaking knocked out. I was knocked out, my brother. Knocked out. Freaking going to sleep. I fell asleep like at 10 something. That's like unheard of for you. It's crazy. No, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It's unheard of, but... I was really, really tired, really tired, and I didn't wake up for another thirteen hours. That's so, craziness. Yeah, I was, I was really tired, but I mean, I'm glad you figured it out. How I had to on my own. I was just like searching. And How stuff did you like figure that? out the rest of the stuff? What do you mean? The uh, you know, like setting it up on your PlayStation, everything. Well, I mean, you know, you gave some pretty clear instruction, and it was kind of like go, you know, learn as you go, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that complicated now now that it's officially out guys yeah no it's not complicated at all not for when it first started you know like when well, in order a, like a beta kind of deal yeah and in order to get that flash drive up and running oh my goodness forget about it <laughs> we will not give this instruction here 
No, we won't. We won't. Uh, but let us just say, a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, I'm I'm glad it's out there. You know, it sucks that it has to be under these conditions. Um, because, you know, I think Arnaldo and I are pretty strong on, like, piracy and everything. Um, but this is completely free, which is the good part. Because they're not making any money off this. Save MGO is not is not exploiting it in a way where it's like okay we you pay this price and then you can play it you know I think that that's uh that's very wrong obviously but um yeah this is a way for just those fans that never played Metal Gear Online two can go in there and play it let me just tell you you will lose so many times and you will get killed so many times it's a dance it's a rhythm the you've game gotta, is hard you've got a you've got it it's not like MGO three. It's, no, it's you can't just pick it up and go. Rhythm, you know, you've got to just get to it. I mean, people have done the craziest things to get headshots in this game. I mean, even headshots you won't even understand. Like, literally, I as soon as I got in the game, like, I just hear the clink and I'm dead. And then the... Uh, 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 I mean, they're screaming for days. Yeah, I'm picking my load out and, and the person's still screaming. <laughs> But it's just so much fun, man. It's really fun, and I'm so happy it's back. I'm, I, I I'm can happy hear it in your voice. I've, I don't think I've heard you this happy even on your wedding day. <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put this exact part uh, while I'm in the house. Yeah, so just can like hear blast it. it right? Blast this part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, dude. It's it's really fun, guys. Check it out. SaveMGO.com. It's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's MG, MGO 2. You need a PlayStation 3. Uh, a hard copy of MGS4 and and just yeah man just just start doing it. I connected my PlayStation 4 controller to my PS3. Makes it makes it good. I like the controller on the PlayStation 4 a lot better. So, it's cool. Great. So, with that being said, my man Heidel Martinez, I'm Arnold Castillo. This was for you, Gen Snake, and we're signing out. And that's our show.